A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar Chaim. Shalom. The standard Ashkenazi custom is not to cut one's hair or to shave from Shivasar B'Tammuz until after Tisha B'Av. Is it necessary or recommended to follow this custom? Well, let us begin at the beginning. This uh, practice, this custom of the Ashkenazim, uh, of uh, morning practices for three weeks, is exactly that. It's a custom. It's a minhag. It is not a din. It's not the halakha. Hazal never spoke about morning practices that last three weeks during any period of the year. Having said that, there are minhagim that one should follow, and there are also minhagim that one should definitely not follow. And this particular minhag, uh, so it seems to me very plain, is one of those minhagim that one should not follow. It is true that in one source in the Midrash, Midrash Agada Icharabati Parasha Aleph, Pisgah Kaf Teth 129, it does speak about the period of the three weeks from Shiva Saba Tammuz until Tisha B'Av. But the only notion, the only idea mentioned there is the fact that there is some kind of negative spiritual power, or if you like, perhaps a demon that is active during the, the midday period of these three weeks, and that therefore one should avoid, for example, going outside, uh, walking outside alone uh, from the fourth to the ninth hour every day during these three weeks. This halakha, or this notion is brought, it's not, I wouldn't really refer, refer to it as a halakha. It goes without saying that the Rif and the Rambam and the Rosh do not mention any such thing. But uh, this statement is brought in the Shulchan Aruch at the end of Siman Tavkov Nun Aleph. And uh, I would immediately point out that I know of very few people, probably personally I know of no persons at all, who uh, take any care not to walk outside between the fourth and the ninth hour of the day uh, during these three weeks. I can't really imagine how one could conduct one's normal daily activities, such as going to work and what have you, uh, or going shopping or doing 101 things that we all must do, uh, if one were to take this concept seriously. I will also mention uh, in, in this, in this uh, context that Hazal did not mention anything about uh, morning practices during these three weeks, not in the Mishnah, on the Talmud, and also not in this, in this Midrash. The Midrash only speaks about the fact that there is this negative spiritual force out there uh, during this period of the year, as the Al-Sheikh, Rabbi Moshe Al-Sheikh, uh, writes in his Perush on the Pasuk, in Merilat uh, Echa, on the Pasuk called Hisiru uh, Mesarim, he mentions that there is a Koah Tum'ah, a negative, uh, impure force which exists, which is Shoreh, in his words, which, which exists in the, in, the, in the ether, so to speak, during this period, quoting uh, this, this Midrash. Whether this is a halachic concept, I would uh, strongly deny such, such a possibility. And as I say, I don't believe anyone actually uh, conducts themselves in, in accordance with this uh, statement, with this notion, which is in fact brought in the Shulchan Aruch. 
And I believe further that very few people nowadays uh, actually believe in such ideas. And this, I will add here parenthetically, reminds me of a conversation that I had many years ago with a very uh, important Tamit uh, Chachamim, an important rabbi, who said to me that we need for this generation a book of halacha that brings the basic halachic facts uh, and which is applicable uh, to present conditions and uh, to people who exist in the present day. And I said to him, that's a very good idea, but in fact it has already been done. And he said to me, what do you mean? What book is that? And I said, well, I'm referring to the Mishneh Torah of the Rambam, which uh, to a very large extent uh, answers exactly that need. And he said, what do you mean? Give me an example. I said, well, uh, if you take the uh, statement at the very beginning of the Shulchan Aruch, referring to the fact that there is a negative spiritual force present on one's hands when one wakes up in the morning, and then one, one has to uh, wash one's hands in a certain way to do away with this ruah ra, with this evil spirit. I said, that's an example of something which, frankly, very few people take seriously nowadays. Some people may do it without taking it very seriously, but without believing in the concept, but they may do it anyhow, out by rote. But it's not something that people believe in. I said, on the other hand, if you look in the Rambam, for example, you will find that he brings no such halakha, there is no such concept in all of the Mishneh Torah of the Rambam. In other words, the Rambam, 850 years ago, wrote uh, a code of Jewish law, which uh, is in many ways extremely modern and uh, relevant to uh, Jews living in the present day who, by and large, do not believe in such things. And I would uh, stress that one does not need to believe in such things. Such beliefs and such ideas have not, have never been um, part of the core belief system of Torah Judaism. These have always been extraneous uh, additions that were somehow uh, attached to the main core of Judaism by foreign influences, and they were accepted by some sages, some chachamim, and rejected by others. And nowadays, the fact of the matter is, all people, whether they like it or not, whether they know it or not, or almost all people, are Rambamistim. In other words, they follow in the footsteps of the Rambam, at least on this issue, well, and these types of issues. And this uh, discussion of not walking outside between the fourth and the ninth hour of the day during these three weeks is another good example of exactly such a practice that I do not believe many people uh, will take seriously nowadays, and I would agree with them. And I, I myself do not uh, make any effort not to walk outside during these hours. I don't think I know anyone who does. And uh, all, all these halachoth are, are rooted in uh, foreign and uh, very dubious uh, sources, to say the least. Now we continue with the issue, the more halachic issue, the more real issue of, uh, for example, not shaving and not cutting one's hair during these three weeks. The Mishnah at the end of Masechet Ta'aniyot states as follows, Shabbat shehal tish'abav liyot betuchah, the week uh, during which tish'abav falls, asurim milechabes or milesaper or milechabes, it is forbidden to uh, do laundry or to wash laundered clothes, or to cut one's hair or beard. But on the Thursday, they are allowed to do so, the people are allowed to do so, in order to prepare for and to honor the Shabbat. What is the Mishnah speaking of? First of all, the Mishnah 
refers to the fact that there is a halacha, and this is most definitely a halacha, and not a minhag, that the week of Tisha B'Av, in other words, the week Tisha B'Av falls, whether it's a Sunday, a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, or Friday for that matter, which in the time of the Mishnah was a possibility. It could happen that, uh, as the calendar was then, uh, Tisha B'Av could fall on a Friday, something which today does not happen. Uh, during that week, these act activities are forbidden, but the Mishnah goes on to state, even when Tisha B'Av falls on a Friday, it is mutar on the day before Tisha B'Av, Erev Tisha B'Av, on the Thursday, it is mutar, in fact required, that a person uh, shave, cut their hair, wash clothes, etc. In other words, to recap, the Mishnah states that if uh, Tisha B'Av falls on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday, there is no conflict between the uh, issue of aveluth, of mourning for the, for the Hurban and the Mikdash, and the uh, tribulations of Am Yisrael during that period and subsequent periods. There is no conflict between these two issues, these two miswath. One, the miswath of aveluth, the other miswath of Kavos Shabbat, because one has time to prepare on the Friday for Shabbat. But if, Friday, if uh, Friday is Tisha B'Av, if Tisha B'Av falls on Erev Shabbat, then uh, we, we, by, uh, by needs we must allow people to prepare for, for the Shabbat. They won't be able to do this on the Friday, which is Tisha B'Av, to wash their clothes, to cut their hair, that's, that's out of the question. What they must do, however, is on the Thursday, Erev Tisha B'Av, which is the week of Tisha B'Av, which normally it's a sur during which it is normally asked to do these things, they must on that day cut their hair if necessary, shave if necessary. In other words, look presentable, look clean and uh, spruce and wear clean clothes and wash their clothes if necessary before the Shabbat. In other words, the concept of Kavod Shabbat takes precedence over all other considerations. Now, this being the case, if we think about the Minhag of three weeks, of course, it has to be uh, the case that in a period of three weeks we have at least two Shabbatov and sometimes three. And therefore, how is it possible to tell people not to cut their hair, not to shave? Again, we're assuming here that uh, people are shaving in a manner which is mutar, which is permissible according to halakha. I'm not going to that discussion now. But assuming a person is doing so in a manner which is mutar, how can you tell a person not to do so for three weeks, which therefore inevitably means that for at least one or two Shabbatoth, uh, or at least two, uh, sometimes three Shabbatoth, this person will enter Shabbat looking, as Chazal described it, Menuwal. Menuwal means looking scruffy, unkempt, and, uh, in a, and looking in a fashion, uh, in a very unpresentable uh, way. Uh, this obviously contradicts the essence of the Halakha and the explicit statement of the Mishnah. And therefore, this minhag has always been very curious in my eyes. And I have, for the last 30 years, asked many rabbanim uh, to explain to me how, how this minhag is legitimate. And I must say, honestly, that not a single person has ever been able to refute what I am saying or to explain why it is reasonable or legitimate. To me, therefore, it seems that this minhag must be rejected. If I am forced to try and ex nevertheless explain how this minhag came about. This minhag, by the way, is quoted by the Ramah in Darche Moshe, Darche Moshe on the tour, and is quoted in the Shohan Aruch, Siman Talkov Non Aleph. If I am forced to try and explain this minhag, I would say perhaps as follows, that in, 
in former times, hundreds of years ago, and apparently this minhag is approximately uh, six or 700 years older than most, uh, perhaps not even that old, because the Torah does not mention this minhag as an Ashkenazi practice, whereas the, the Ramah does. Uh, so it looks, seems that it's probably 600 odd years old. It seems that in those times, uh, people did not shave. There were no electric shavers. There were no everybody who said you could shave in, in such a fashion. Obviously, what Jews did do without a question is uh, trim their beards occasionally. This was not something that was done every day or every week. It was probably done every few weeks, once a month. And therefore, one could say, one could claim that if one uh, went a couple of weeks during the, the, this three weeks period, or three weeks even, without trimming one's beard, it was not necessarily very obvious, and one did not look uh, unpresentable. And it was not therefore against, uh, against the kavod, the honor that is due to Shabbat, to, to do so. However, uh, at the present time, and for some time, maybe uh, a few generations already, it has become more common amongst Jews to shave regularly or to cut their hair more frequently. It is clear that not doing so for a number of weeks uh, will inevitably lead to a situation of being manual, of looking unkempt and uh, not presentable before Shabbat. And therefore this minhag, uh, it is very difficult to justify the, this minhag, so, so it seems to me. Even uh, if we go back again to the time six or se- 600 or 700 years ago, even then, what I explained, uh, what I attempt, my attempt to explain the minhag, even then, is really not very convincing. And I'm only doing so uh, uh, out of a kind of uh, honest, that is to say, a feeling that we must try and understand how such a minhag came into being from, from its inception. But nevertheless, the fact is, even going back many centuries, there were obviously many situations where a Jew, for different reasons, found himself entering the three-week period when he, had, when he had not trimmed his beard or had not cut his hair for quite some time. For, for example, a person who uh, perhaps was on the road, was on a trip, a business trip or something, and he came back uh, to his hometown, perhaps in medieval Germany, so, let's say in the uh, 1400s, and uh, he, didn't, uh, he was not able to cut his hair or to trim his beard on the road due to his other issues that he had to deal with, and therefore he finds himself entering Shabbat in such a state. This also then too was, uh, would have been a, a situation which seems to controvert, this minhag seems clearly to controvert the halacha. So whether we're talking about uh, time in history many centuries ago, or, even, or the present day, even more clearly in the present day, it is clear that such a minhag of not uh, trimming one's beard or cutting one's hair for example, during these three weeks is uh, entirely unacceptable and is clearly against both the spirit and the letter of the law of the halacha. I can, I can also point out that it seems to me that the Gra, the Gaon of Vilna, was uh, of a similar opinion, although we don't have an ex- explicit statement from the Gra regarding cutting hair, but we do have an explicit statement uh, from the Gra re- regarding something else, and that is the uh, Ashkenazi practice, which is also again mentioned by the Ramah in that same Siman, Tafkov Nun Aleph. Uh, the Ramah writes that the Minhag is on Shabbat Hazon, the Shabbat before Tisha B'Av, the Minhag is not to wear Shabbat clothes, just to change one's shirt, but not to wear Shabbat clothes, a Shabbat suit or a jacket or a coat or what have you, pants. This was the pra- practice amongst all Ashkenazim for many, many centuries. The Gra, it says clearly and in, in, uh, explicitly in Maaserav, 
says as follows. He disagreed with this concept. This is quoted in Maaseh Rav, Yichot Av, Siman Kof Sadi Zayin. It says, Shabbat Hazon, the minhag of the ground was on Shabbat Hazon to wear regular Shabbat clothes. on Shabbat itself. And the same is true for a person of Eluth, that he should wear uh, regular Shabbat clothes on Shabbat. In other words, we see here that the Gra opposed the standard Ashkenazi practice, which had, had been in place for many centuries, of not wearing Shabbat clothes. Uh, on this Shabbat, just before Tisha B'Av, because he obviously felt that this was opposed to the spirit and the letter of the law of the Halakha of giving precedence to Kibbutz Shabbat. In exactly the same way, I am saying that uh, not trimming one's hair, cutting one, uh, trimming one's beard, cutting one's hair, etc., during the, the, the three weeks, uh, which inevitably means before some Shabbatot leading up to Tisha B'Av, this practice again is clearly not in line with the, with the halakha, with what Chazal uh, taught us and uh, instructed us. And that is why I believe, or one, one of the reasons at least why, Chazal did not uh, at any time suggest a mourning period of three weeks because inevitably this will lead to this problem of, of uh, not being mechabed uh, the Shabbat correctly. There is another reason I think also uh, why Hazal didn't do so, and that is because it is simply uh, unreasonable to tell people to live in a, a state of semi-mourning for so long, for so many weeks of the year, if one takes the three weeks of this uh, practice. And if one adds, for example, the seven weeks of Sefiratha Omer, when many people have the custom of not cutting their hair again for seven weeks, which of course creates the same problem with regards to Kibbutz Shabbat, then you're talking about 10 weeks of the year, uh, plus a few other days of the year perhaps, uh, of fast days, etc., and you end up with approximately, over 10 weeks out of 52 weeks of the year, you end up with approximately 20%, almost 20% of the year, people being in a state of semi-mourning. This, I believe, is, psychologically speaking, an unhealthy situation. I did not think this was ever envisaged by Chazal. Chazal clearly intended for the mourning period to be limited in scope and time, to be quite severe in some uh, aspects of it, but to be limited in time. Therefore, they spoke about uh, being certain um, more joyful activities being prohibited from Rosh Chodesh, and the more, uh, the more serious aspects of the Aveluth were only for a few days, the week of Tisha B'Av. This is something that Hazal felt was reasonable and doable. Whereas for weeks, this is uh, something which has uh, negative and has a negative impact on people's mindset, on people's uh, psychological health, so it seems to me. And that, I think, is why Hazal refrained from uh, enunciating any such halakha. There's also uh, a fact that I, I'm aware that I've heard from a number of sources that has, has been confirmed to me by a number of, of reliable sources that Rav Soloveitchik was of the opinion uh, this was told to me with regards to Sefirat HaOmer, and I imagine the same is true of the three weeks in, in his view, that Lichvot uh, Shabbat one can and one should uh, shave. Again, assuming that one is shaving in a manner which is mutar. So to sum up, this minhab is uh, not, not only not required, it, was also, it is also not recommended. In fact, it is in opposition to the halacha. Thank you, Rabbi Bar Chaim. 
We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Barheim's message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon, Nusach Eretz Israel, or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.